0: Hello everybody, this is Dietmar Grichnik, Professor for Entrepreneurship at the University of St. Gallen. You are listening to the podcast series on Entrepreneurial Living, 7 Steps to Entrepreneurial Happiness, How You Start Your Entrepreneurial Career. Podcast number 10, chapter 9, 7th Move. Expect the unexpected, who needs a business plan, not me. But I do need a plan B, C, or D. The entrepreneurial method conveys an important hint for our game plan. Expect the unexpected and make use of surprises. Ask yourself a simple question Are you in your current situation, private and professionally, the result of the goals and plans that you have pursued over the course of your life? Completely, partially, or not at all? Be honest with yourself, you do not need to tell others or prove it. Think about the detrimental expectations of others in the desired world of unconditionality. If it is not 100%, as with all honest self-evaluators, this is an indication that the path to becoming an entrepreneur is not predetermined and not completely planable, just like many things in life just the same as how one does not become a priest or manager just by being born. It can be a calling, but not a career model determined by one's genes. Statistics show career episodes of self-employment. Just like there are times that one spends as an apprentice or student, as employee or pensioner. There are phases in which one is self-employed. In the 1980s, science abandoned the idea that a successful entrepreneur is distinguished by a strictly limited number of personality traits. High ambition and willingness to take risk are traits of many entrepreneurs, but also of the lawyer and the surgeon. Rather, every one of us has entrepreneurial abilities which can lead to entrepreneurial action through personal development. Entrepreneurs are made, not born. It is not a defeat if your career ends up different from your original plan, much rather it is normal to go on professional detours that widen your perspective and help you find your real passion. If you are following the path of successful entrepreneurs, it automatically takes you from your means to your goal, not the other way around. Goals and plans are means to an end, nothing more nothing less. The central study on this topic in entrepreneurship research asks the question, should entrepreneurs plan or just storm the castle? Should entrepreneurs plan or look for a way onto the market early in order to work with a customer on the problem solution? The result of our meta-analysis of all previous studies on the relationship between planning and performance of approximately 11,000 small and medium companies is impressive. Only one-fifth of the success of the business is determined by entrepreneurial planning, especially during the early years of the company. Entrepreneurship research drafts two information cards for our entrepreneur gain out of this. The first entrepreneurship research information card. First develop your business model with a customer instead of spending hours writing a business plan. The second following card, plan effectively as soon as you have valid information in decent amounts from customer feedback and, if already active, from rivals. Business plans cannot prevent that a planned journey to India ends up in the promised land of America. They should not. But often they do and that is a problem. Do not plan until you absolutely have to, for example, for a larger round of financing during later growth stages. In particular, do not start with a business plan, but initially just develop a business model, which you can test as a sustainable solution on the customer problem. The business model describes in four simple steps. First, who your target customer is. Second, what you are offering to the customer the value proposition that we are already familiar with. Third, so which means this value for the customer is established, the value chain. And fourth, how you are making money with this, the mechanics of revenue generation. The first two steps we have already thought about in the problem-solution cascade as solutions to the customer problem and value promise. For a functioning business model, we add step three to the mechanics of revenue generation and step 4 to the value chain. Expect the unexpected. Who needs a business plan? Not me, but do I need a plan B, C or D? Formulating hypothesis is your plan A. In order to formulate hypothesis you think about critical points on which your business model might fail in each of the four steps. For example, the willingness of the customer to pay. With a scanner mouse, there was a question, how much extra is the customer prepared to pay for the additional function of scanning when compor- compared to a regular computer mouse? The experienced entrepreneur helps herself with analogs and antilocks, comparable or contrasting offers on the market. When Steve Jobs offered his iPod together with the iTunes platform, he orientated himself on previous models on the market. The analog was the music exchange platform Napster, as a reference point for his expectations that customers are at least prepared to pay for part of the music download. From this, Steve Jobs derived the verifiable hypothesis that an iTunes title can be offered for 99 cents. Analogs and antilogs for a business model can also be found in other sectors. Apple converted the business model for Gillette razor blades into the opposite. While Gillette sells razors at less than gross margin cost and asks for a high price for the necessary razor blades, Apple offered the iPod as a base product for a high price and sells complementary music on iTunes cheaply. The question of the mechanic of revenue generation was resolved. The further expectation that record labels would agree to this in exchange for payment of royalties also turned out to be true. This answered the question regarding the value chain. Both hypotheses regarding steps 3 and 4 of the business model were confirmed. Then you expand the number of users and potential customers and test bottom-up your hypothesis on a representative number of potential customers. You are thus ex- extending the question, are you my customer? By, and if so, how many? The second chance card forces you to take a journey to plan B. Because some hypotheses do not find any confirmation. Numbers are more convincing than naive beliefs or dreams. You can draw two chance cards for this. First chance card. The first question, who is my customer? will not be confirmed by the test and you are forced to return to the beginning. This happened to the Italian Jacuzzi brothers, seven in total by the way, when being excellent engineers. They tried their luck with propellers in the aviation industry and pumps for agricultural use. Although these endeavors were also successful, they experienced a stroke of fate when one of their child, children developed rheumatoid arthritis and switched to the development of whirlpools with great success. The invention became an innovation which since then has carried the name of its inventors the Holy Grail when the brand becomes the epitome of the product. Yakutsi joined the ranks of worldwide product synonyms such as Qtips, Google and so on through a solution to their own fateful problem in the family. The Magnificent Seven in the Holy Country of Entrepreneurs, America. Second chance card. Your target group hypothesis will be confirmed and you will not be forced to completely realign to pivot your business model. The second chance card however forces you to take a journey to plan B, because other hypotheses do not find any confirmation in your entrepreneur cockpit. Be it regarding the value proposition, raising questions such as what are you offering to the customer? Does the customer pack his purchases at the self-service bakery or is this done by the manufacturer? Does the customer pay for each transaction or through a subscription? Each change to these four elements of the business model results in other changes. In the end, one will have the desired success with Plan C, D, E or even J. On this journey you are in the good company of experienced entrepreneurs with ultimately successful business model which started the same way and only found their goal after several detours. Jeff Bezos ran a constant deficit with the aggressive expansion of Amazon even though as he says he chose the least risky one out of 20 business models. His value proposition, small price large choice, easy shopping, fast delivery. Sergey Brin and Larry Page were at first not profitable with Google and Elon Musk fights to create profitable growth on the B2C market with Tesla Motors and for reusable carrier rockets on the B2B market with SpaceX. Google found profitable success for the first time when it implemented personalized advertising. Amazon got started in the B2B business through cloud computing. Uber and Airbnb became global players through rented service. And Elon Musk? Does the key to the success of Tesla Motors lie in its own battery factory? And will Google rise to the challenge of marketing their own self-driving car? Some might label their ideas, ideas pie in the sky, but these entrepreneurs are actively influencing the future to get them there. Jeff Bezos' quote is legendary, it is easier to invent the future than to predict it. If you develop this kind of routine in the dealing with the unexpected, you are one step ahead of your fellow players. The entrepreneurial cockpit does not protect you from surprises, rather it uses them just like experienced entrepreneurs do, as a source for new means in your inventory and new goals in your portfolio. This is not esoteric in the way of positive thinking. Rather, it is a cognitive routine in the world of simulation and action for experienced entrepreneurs. They routinely use events and unplanned accidents as entrepreneurial opportunities and thus bring the business model onto the road to victory. Business plans can help with this, but only after hypotheses have been confirmed and allow for plans to be made. Before that, they are often a hindrance, as they fix game strategies too early, without paying attention to other players, customers and rivals. When the initial game strategies of fellow players are known, and clear patterns can be drawn from the moves of rivals, this should flow into one's own game plan. Thus planning becomes reasonable and effective. DEVELOP A ROUTINE FOR DEALING WITH THE UNEXPECTED The entrepreneurial cockpit uses surprises systematically as a source for new means and new goals. Sooner or later the entrepreneur asks if they want to continue to grow faster, enter a partnership, sell their company, or perhaps even stop growing to find joy through entrepreneurial activity as a lifestyle entrepreneur, without as much as a business plan. Let's sum this up. Your sixth move in the entrepreneurial living game. Establish your entrepreneurial cockpit with hypotheses about the four steps of the business model and document the tests of the hypotheses on your potential customers. Change single elements of the business model when single hypotheses are rejected and travel from plan A to plan B, C or D. Alternatively, discard the business model when the target group hypotheses are rejected and turn to other goals from the goals portfolio in your temporary storage. Pivot. As always, make notes for your personal entrepreneurial diary. Therefore check the website of the book www. Entrepreneurial Living.com To get more information about our activities, check for my website grichnik.com, grichnik.com. This time, my final quote comes from Immanuel Kant, the German philosopher. Kant says Planning is a smug mental activity because it gives the impression of creative genius when one proposes what one cannot afford or doesn't know where to find. Stay safe and check out also for my following podcasts on entrepreneurliving.com as well as on my advices for startups in the current corona crisis.